0: Alright, what's going on, friends and family? Thank you guys so much for joining every day's a Saturday with your host, me, myself, and I, Brian Roof. Hey guys, another great day, another great episode. I thank you guys so much for taking the time to watch the show. All the likes, all the messages I have gotten, uh, the show is definitely you know moving in the right direction, and I can't thank you guys enough for being a part of that growth and uh, just you know watching me grow. I know. Uh, you know, it's probably not the easiest thing, always watching just me on here. And, uh, I really appreciate the ones that have stuck it out and, and watching me grow and, and I'm trying to get better as I go on and, and, uh, get rid of a lot of, you know, filler words and stuff like that. So you aren't sitting there getting bored to death, but, uh, let's go ahead and uh, talk about a couple things. I don't want to, you know, get on this show without uh, mentioning May is mental we- mental health awareness month and a uh, couple you know, key things. One is the crisis lifeline number, which is 988. And all you got to do is press one and it's going to put you in touch with someone who you can talk to discreetly about your, you know, whatever's going on. You know, don't be afraid to reach out. There's also something I thought was pretty cool. It's called a retreat behavioral health, mental health and a substance use treatment for veterans and first responders. You can go ahead and Google that and go check that out. If you want to If you're interested in maybe doing a little bit like a retreat thing where you kind of get with a whole bunch of, you know, people that are kind of going through a lot of the same things you may be going through, especially from, you know, a veteran or a first responder standpoint. Um, And it's, you know, sounds like it's a good place. I read a lot about it. It seems pretty interesting. Um, With that being said, if you guys haven't had the chance to go check out my Facebook page, it is, you know, every day is a Saturday slash USMC Veteran. Go check out the page. That page is a fun page for, you know, for you, the listeners, just, you know, anybody go on there, have some funny, you know, jokes, memes, uh, you know, also, you know, post important information, upcoming events, uh, especially if, you know, for veterans and first responders, but, uh, anybody is welcome to come in there and post if you're, you know, a fan of the show. I would love for you guys to be in there. And it's one way for us to be able to react uh you know interact. If you have any kind of questions, I can uh you know assist you or answer the question myself. But without further ado, guys, let's go ahead and get into today's episode 23, Dealing and Living with a Stepson with Autism. Stand by. All right. Alright, alright. Today's episode is episode 23, Dealing and Living with a Stepson with Autism. Alright guys, so as some of you may know, if you have been following the show up to this point and you've watched the previous episodes, you uh, will know that I had gotten remarried. I married a a beautiful wife who was my diamond in the rough, and She had three boys and uh, my, uh, the middle one being an autistic little dude. So when I, uh, first met him, Jude is his name. Um, he was about four years old and, um, I was completely new to dealing and experiencing with, uh, you know, anything with autism. I, um, had, you know, heard about autism and stuff like that, but never had I really had anybody in my life or had I dealt with someone that was on the spectrum, uh, you know, with autism. So, you know, it was kind of a, a very new and unique situation for myself, uh, to say the least, you know, I have two, I was blessed with two kids that, uh, you know, Didn't have any kind of disabilities, thank God. And, um, you know, so I wasn't used to having some, you know, a kid that had uh, different ailments or, you know, needed help in certain areas, you know, as he's gotten older and stuff like that. So um, it was definitely, you know, a whole new thing for me. Um, Also, when I first met my wife and I had learned that she had a a child with uh, disabilities and stuff like that the thought, had to, you know, go through your mind and you have to think, you know, wow, is this something that I can deal with for the rest of my life? Because, you know, um, he's likely to live with us for, you know, through his adult life and stuff like that. And as, you know, going into that situation, I have to think to myself, am I ready to handle that and all the things that come with it? And also there's a big learning curve on how to, you know, deal or live with someone with autism because it's not, you know, normal, you know, as like it is for every other kid um, with a a lot of different things in his life. But when I first met Jude, um, you know, he was at a level where he didn't like keeping his clothes on his body. He liked to stay kind of in his undies. Um, And he was on, he liked to carry around a little sippy cup, and he was on um, pediasure because he hated food. When I first came into his life, I mean, the sight of anything uh, remotely like looking like food, especially uh, stuff that was white, for whatever reason, he would literally gag on point when he would see, um, you know, these different food items on his plate. Like, oh hell no, I ain't touching that. So. Um, when I first came into his life it was that was you know kind of new to me like wow here's a little guy he's he's just walking around with his little undies and he has like a um, little sippy cup and he's just like smiley and um, he doesn't talk at all he would just you know he just looks at he smiles and laughs a lot and he does a lot of flapping and things of that nature Um, but you know when I first met him it was like wow, dude, like I'm just like, I, you know, I'm not used to this different lifestyle. And, um, I can remember one of the first times that, uh, I took him, we took the kids because my daughter was playing soccer. Um, we took them all to watch my daughter's soccer game. Well, Jude and, and some of the older kids were over at the, the park playground, like right behind us playing in the playground. And I remember, like, someone, one of the kids or someone pointing out, like, hey, Dad, <laughs> Jude's not got his clothes on. And I look over, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And uh, sure as heck, I see that he's not wearing his clothes. He's down to his undies. And, you know, um, there's other kids on the, the playground. And a lot of kids are obviously at this level, of, like, what is he doing? They're not used to this. You know, kids get in trouble for, you know, undressing, obviously, um, so I had to run over there and, you know, get his clothes on and geez, those, I didn't expect him to do that. Um, but he definitely did not like wearing his clothes. He didn't really even care who, where, or, you know, what was around him. He just boom, started you know, taking his clothes off. Um, so that was kind of, uh, interesting and, and definitely something to get used to. So Jude also had what they call is, uh, ABA therapy. Um, when you're young, they try to, um, have therapists come over to the house, work on different things. They, you know, they have goals, they have things like that, that they try to work on to, you know, help him with one living at home and just to like learning how to do some of the, the, the normal things that a lot of us just take for granted. Like, Just being able to grab a spoon and eat with a spoon and, uh, you know, where the bathroom is, how to use the restroom, uh, washing your hands, you know, my gosh, just a lot of those things. So when they're young, they try to bring over the ABA therapy. They want to try to intervene at the youngest age that they possibly can to try to give the kid the best opportunity as they get older, you know, to learn and, and be able to uh, do some of these things on their own, especially when you have a child that's nonverbal. It's, it can be very difficult trying to communicate and, and trying to learn like what's wrong with them. Uh, you know, cause they can't express or tell you what's wrong with them. You know, even when they're, you know, Jude's a teenager and he still can't sit there and tell us what's wrong. Luckily with us, I mean, we've dealt with him and been with him for so long that we learn his cues and he touches things. he, things he kind of lets us know um, just through you know hand movements and things of that nature Um, but when he was younger I mean it was very challenging and you know him not eating normal food and things like that I was like oh man you know I really saw that kind of as a challenge like wow he's he's got to be able to start eating normal food and I had heard that at one point in time he had eaten regular food and so it just that he had lost maybe you know, as time went on, he just got super weird with the texture or something to that nature where he just really started not liking the food. But when I came in his life, I was like, oh man, we're going to go ahead. We'll try to work on food because as he gets older, he's going to need better nourishment and just drinking these little drinks and stuff. I didn't think that was going to be very good for him. So I, as you know, even though I'm a stepdad, I I love him to death, and I want to see him succeed. So, man, I saw it as a mission for myself, like, oh, we're going to get Jude to eat. So um, I used to just sit there and work with Jude. And, you know, what I've kind of learned a little bit throughout my time with autism and things of that nature is you can't give up. you got to stay consistent. And sometimes you may have to do something like 15 times, and they'll finally do it on the 16th time. But if you give up on the 11th time, you know, and you didn't do it at 12 or 13 or whatever, 14 and you got to the 15th, you could have missed that opportunity. So sometimes it's frustrating. Yeah, they don't do it. They're not, you know, they're not responding to it, but just keep going with it. And, and I and I mean, for me and Jude, at least it worked where I just stayed consistent with it, where we kind of started off with a little bit of like baby foods and packets, you know, um, liquid type things and, and doing yogurts and, and things of that nature. Um, the one thing he has always kind of had an addiction for was kind of milk. Well, uh, later on to find out he's lactose intolerant because the dude was just always puking and his, you know, loose stools, all that stuff. So come to find out, wow, he's like lactose intolerant. So had to cut out one of the things that he absolutely loved, which was, um, milk. So, um, you know, but throughout time we were after, you know, starting off with those little foods we started introducing, um, graham crackers, granola bars. Uh all those kind of like little bit harder foods and things of that nature and he really started getting onto that. I mean, now he's, you know, I like I just said we just uh celebrated his 13th birthday uh this, you know, early April and he is now, I mean, at this level of time, he eats pretty much everything we do. Now, he's not a huge fan of a lot of it, and he has his ways of dealing with it if he doesn't like it. And um, it, he makes me disgusted sometimes. I mean, if he doesn't want his food, he'll spit it out in his cup. Uh, he'll just mash it and throw it, you know, and he, or he'll just keep trying to shove it in his mouth until he makes himself pretty much puke and stuff though it's just dealing with a lot of stuff and you know the other thing with autism um is they go through different spurts and different things and, and 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 sometimes they break those habits and sometimes they're not and what I mean by that is they like um for Jude uh the different things he's been into is tapping his fingers like really hard on like hard objects and you're just like wow I can't believe it he even does like an open fist thing where he hits his open fist on on objects super hard. I've done it before just giving someone an example, and it hurt my freaking wrist. So, I mean, this dude sometimes just is like, bam. So, his pain tolerance, too, is another thing. Is um, His pain tolerance isn't like yours and I's. That's for sure. He, uh, he'll laugh at some things that would make a lot of people cry. Huh. Now... Um, the other things that he's done, uh, and he started headbutting, um, like objects. I mean, like just bam, bam, uh, you know, anything. I mean, if he was pissed, not getting his way, he would just start bam. Like, I mean, headbutting things super hard, headbutting people. Um, so we ended up having to get him a helmet, um, which for a while he had to wear, the helmet every day to school because he was just having major meltdowns. And a lot of his meltdowns are due to things like him not being able to get his way and do things that he wants to do. So, um, but we put that helmet on, he wore like, I don't know, maybe a uh, one whole school year and a half or something. I'm not sure. And then we started, you know, not putting it on, but we put it on his backpack so if he ever has any kind of issues or anything like that we can put it on because I mean when he's sitting there headbutting it's super hard to where he really like leaves dings and you know bumps and bruises on his head so uh, we definitely try to protect them any which way we can um, now going back to the whole ABA therapy thing which um, we did I uh, I would say about good five, he did at least five years, maybe more of ABA therapy, which was at home. And then he got into a school which is primarily, I mean, everybody in there ha- is at some uh, level on the spectrum in terms of uh, having autism or Asperger's or you know all the different um, uh, disabilities out there. Um, that these all these kids are able to be in the exact same classroom. They got AIDS to help them. It's a really great school. Well, in that school, they they do they, they do the ABA therapy, they do speech therapy, uh, they do a lot of the things that we were doing on the outside. In addition to him going to school, and with Jude, he just started getting to a level, and you can see it where he just started getting super frustrated because he would be in it in school all day, and then after he get out of school, he maybe got an hour break or something, depending on what day or what time his ABA uh, appointment was. And I, I want to say we did it a couple times a week, uh, maybe one times uh, one to two times a week, maybe more. I'm not sure. I don't exactly recall. Um, but they would come to the house, and, I mean, there were some days where we'd have to ask them pretty much to go home because he would just shut down and and turn into a nightmare. And they basically weren't even able to work with him because he just was like, man, I ain't having this. I don't want nothing to do with any of you so um there was days we were just like having to send him home and then you know after a while we just like hey man he's kind of getting a lot and so going to the school where they have it all there it's really great so now when he comes home he can have his home time and he can have his chill time and he doesn't feel like he's working because that's kind of what it is it's to him it's working he's having to do stuff he doesn't want to do like uh, you want me to look at this again? You want me to do this again? No, I don't want to, you know? So I want to watch Poos and Boots or I want to watch Shrek or whatever movie he may be on. Um, but as we're kind of getting to talk about movies and stuff now um, with Jude, he is um, very much into movies. He loves his movies and he loves specific movies. He gets stuck like on Ice Age, um, Shrek. Uh, gosh I mean he and and the thing is is he'll go for you know the chipmunks (laughs) as I'm thinking as I'm talking all these things are popping up but he goes through like spurts in time where he likes something and he keeps picking that over and over and over and then like we switch every other week with him so when he comes back from his dad sometimes all of a sudden he'll like pick something new and you're like oh all right dude we're switching it up are we you know and Uh, he'll get stuck on something for a little while. But um, the other thing that he really had uh, a big, well, he has a huge fixation for is the iPad. Um, So much to the point that it was kind of like an addiction for him. And if the thing, the battery died, um, anything, like he, he couldn't have it during a certain point in time. I mean, he would just go down into Meltdown City um, the headbutting, the bangings, all those type of things that he, um, you know, would do, uh, he just <laughs> loses mind. So um, here at our house, we basically kind of had to take it away, and we give it to him during special occasions and stuff like that. Um, we don't give it to him all the time, and and honestly, it has helped his um, his mental health, his anger, all those things. It definitely was a trigger for him and uh, just, you know, it had, we went through our little bit of a struggle trying to, to remove it and get it out of his day to day. Um, But once we have gotten there and we've done it now, uh, he's, he's really good with, you know, when he gets it, he's like, all right, cool. I get it. And then when he gets it taken away, he's not tripping out. He's not flipping out because he's just like, well, I was glad I got to have it, I guess. Um, So, he's he's definitely adapting and and learning that um you know throwing the tantrums and stuff like that is the reason why he's not able to play on it as much. He's starting to very much as he's getting older and uh, as I said before he just turned 13 um here in the beginning of April uh but as he's gotten older his his knowing and 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 like his knowledge to things is definitely has improved. You can ask him to do things where in the past, he would kind of just give you that blank stare and not know exactly what you were asking him. But now you can kind of say, Hey dude, go and you know, turn off that light switch and he'll go turn off the light switch or Hey, uh, go push in that drawer for me. He'll, he'll know exactly which drawer to go push in. He sees the one that's out or, um, you know, there's just little things that he's done that in the past he wasn't able to do. Um, Getting himself dressed and stuff like that, he's he's he can he can he's better at getting undressed, getting dressed. He still requires quite some assistance. Um, and what else do we gotta really assist him with? And the and going to the restroom is a big challenge um, still for us. Um, he does understand when to go to the restroom. Uh, it's just that we got to make sure that we catch him in time because he gets to that level well, he, he will play and his own feasties and stuff like that. So it can be gross. So we're, we've had to come up and improvise. We've gotten the camera in his room area so we can make sure we can capture him. Uh, we put bells on doors so we can hear if he's opening doors. Um, we've had to get creative, you know, um, we we try to keep a twenty four hour uh, surveillance and watch on them, but there's times you know obviously we got to go help our other kids or we're getting pulled in this direction or that direction, and you know we, there's been times where we go in there and it's literally a shit show in there and um, it just make you gross out. I mean I'm at the level like I'm, I'm just like beep beep beep. I can't. I, there's just some things I can't do and and handling uh, nasties is not uh, something I can necessarily deal with um but you know uh living with jude um my gosh what an opportunity it is for me to learn and uh, i've learned a lot from him as well i've learned a lot about being patient um there's just so many things that we take for granted that jude always seems to make me appreciate and um also it you know it kind of with his his siblings um, you know, I, 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 the way that they kind of handle it, uh, they're getting older now. That they're getting older, they're kind of they're starting to understand. Um, you know, the little one, he'll still ask questions, but he's he's quite uh, intelligent, the little guy. So he he already kind of gets it. Um, you know, just for a while there, you know, the kids always didn't really understand what's wrong with you. Why isn't you talking? Why is you different than us? And um, you know, they kind of didn't understand that. Um. And, you know, something we've had to do in our own home is we've had to create a world of, hey, this is Jude's time. And then this is kind of your guys' time. And we specifically try to do things when it's like, all right, this trip is is dedicated to Jude. So when we go, it's all geared for Jude. If Jude doesn't want to be there, then we're not going to be there. You all got to just understand that. We might leave early or, you know, you might not be able to uh, have as much fun, you know, if you were able to just go run off. So we always got to work around Jude. But then we do family trips and stuff like that where Jude has, you know, someone comes and watches him and or he goes off with his uh, grandparents. And um, we do things specifically and we're like, hey, this is not for Jude. This is for everybody. And now we can stay here. We can, you know, do things. But um, when things are specific to Jude, it's time for everybody to understand, hey, this is for Jude. Suck it up. You may not like it. You may not have as much fun as you normally do doing whatever we do. But this time it's for Jude. And let's be selfless because, you know, um, for Jude, he's honestly uh, not one that uh, he just goes with the flow mostly now. He used to hate going and doing a lot of things where uh, there was like high traffic or a lot of people, a lot of noises, um, things of that nature. He used to not be as good with it. He's definitely getting a lot better uh, because this year too, as he's gotten older in school, they started doing fun things like uh, doing uh, where they do walk-arounds and they do field trips, taking them out into the public, all the kids. And so that way they're learning and, and, and interacting out in public as well. Um, because like Jude, he's, he's more where he kind of likes to be in his own world. He, you can, if you were to literally put him somewhere with an iPad or, or with his favorite show on, he'd likely just sit there and chill. Um, he does do his pacing around walking around. Um, you know, so you do got to be careful a little bit sometimes too, because he does like to chew on things. I've literally seen dude uh, chew, like, through a whole freaking quarter, uh, like, damage a quarter. I was like, wow, how does someone destroy a quarter with their teeth like that? You know what I mean? And his teeth aren't jacked up or nothing. Um, but, you know, it has uh, been quite the learning experience for myself, uh, for the family, my two kids as well. They, you know, they never had a sibling, you know, with a disability. So uh, my, you know, my daughter and and my son, they have been very good with Jude. It hasn't been a problem. And, and, you know, the family, we all love and accept Jude and we all have, you know, come to the realization, Hey, Jude has his own things and we got to be, you know, respectful of him and, and a lot of circumstances too. And, and can't just think about ourselves. So, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, anymore it's, it, anymore, it's kind of sad, but a lot of families are, you know, touched or have someone in their family that has autism. I know that I went to a buddy's barbecue one time and every single person there had one kid at least in their family or in their, uh, family tree that had autism. So, um, autism is starting to be more and more of a thing and hopefully we can get ahead of it so oh, there's other kids out there that don't have to go through this because it is you know it is it is rough to see and hard to watch I know my wife she has struggled with it as you know that's her son and for her to have to accept th- some things that he may never be able to do it has been really rough you know and I there's times when she's filling out paperwork and talking about the different things that he can or cannot do, you know, it's, it breaks her heart, you know, and, and, uh, I've had to learn to try to just be there for her and understand that there's times that she's going to be, you know, a little bit, uh, mentally unstable due to the fact that her heart's broken for her kid. And, and I, and my heart's broken for him too, you know, for sure. I just know that, um, We both got to stay strong for Jude and and try to give him the best life, the best opportunity that we can. And, you know, we're trying to do everything we can to help him uh, learn and be, uh, you know, uh, basically an independent person for himself um, and not have to rely on everybody to do this or that for himself. Um, That's the ultimate goal for Jude is, you know, like I said, make him a totally independent person. And if we don't, that's okay. You know, I've learned to the to love and accept the fact that um, Jude may always be with us forever. He may be a part of our household forever, and I have to say that's okay. And I am okay with it because um, I love Jude with all my heart. He is um, now my like a son to me, and uh, I treat him as my own son too. Uh, my heart is always out there. I'm always you know, cheerleading for him, trying to help him, uh, every kind of appointment that we go to, I'm always there because, um, you know, some of them are big, big fights, especially when we go to the dentist. Uh, there's times where they've had to literally, uh, tie a dude down and put him in like almost a stray jacket and just try to sedate them and everything. And the sedation, not really work. Um, I've seen him, you know, lose it and be just out of his mind, and it's it's, it's a real rough thing to see, um, but I'm glad that I can be there for my wife. I can be there to help her. I know you know it's a lot harder for her to have to, to deal with some of those situations, and um, she's also been severely attacked by him um, during a drop-off at school one time where he viciously attacked her, uh, bit her, left major marks on her arms, um, really hurt her. And at, from that time, she kind of had a little bit of some PTSD from him, and was kind of scared of him, to be honest with you for a little bit. So, um, you know, I'm glad that I can be there for her. I'm glad that now, um, at a level where I can try to be there and help when we go to, uh, different appointments and stuff like that, that he has to go to and, uh, like he struggles with, but, I think that, you know, also he's starting to get comfortable with me being there with him. And, you know, he's starting to get so much better with so many things. Um, we, we've just, you know, it, it's crazy to see how far we've come. And it just makes my heart happy to see that Jude is, you know, even though sometimes it may just be the smallest little gain you know, it's a game and, and it's a happy game for each and every one of us. When we're like, wow, Jude can do that. Or Jude can eat that. Or, you know, he did this today or whatever. And it's like, hell yeah. You know? Yeah, he did. And we know he can do some of these things. Uh, sometimes I honestly think he just is like, uh, I'd rather you do it for me. Um, because I've watched him do things where we're like, well, I didn't know he can do that. Well, he sure can. But you know, <sighs> It's just uh, something that everybody take the time, learn, educate yourself. Know that there's people out there that sometimes they look normal. And Jude, you can, at first sight, if you probably looked at him at first, you're like, oh, he just looks like another little kid. Uh, But if you try to interact with him, start trying to socialize with him, and if you were to really watch him for a, a long period of time, you would be like, wow, you know, he's got, autism where he's got something going on with himself. Um, you know, and we took him to uh Universal Studios this past uh, it was actually yesterday. Um and well when this comes out it would be this last week. But uh we took him to Universal Studios first time uh kind of taking him out to well we've taken him to Magic Mountain and he kinda didn't really do well with that. But we took him to Universal Studios. He had a really good time um, we keep this thing, which is called like a Keen's and it's kind of like a, a wagon. And, uh, we put Jude in there and, uh, I mean, I tell you what, it's kind of crazy. The looks people kind of give you, uh, like, you know, why is he in there? Stuff like that. Um, you know, if you're one of those kind of people and you're passing judgment on an older kid and he's in a stroller or maybe he's holding something like an iPad or a phone, don't be so quick to judge. Okay. because You don't know what kind of mental disability that child may have. Autism doesn't always necessarily look like a, you know, like a a person with some kind of deformity or something like that. Um, Autism, there's some people out there that are super high functional, uh, autistic kids that you wouldn't even know that they were autistic. Um, But, you know, just make sure you before you're out there judging people, you know, (laughs) be careful of what you're, you're judging someone on. You never know that situation. And I've learned so much myself, um, from, like I said, being put in this position, living with someone and actually having to walk a mile in someone else's shoe, what a different life it is actually living in it than, you know, watching it. But, um, anyways, guys, thank you guys so much for watching the show. We're going to go ahead and wrap this one up. Um, I hope you guys are having a great week a great month, whatever it may be. Don't let it kick your ass, but it kick its ass. Until next time.